Today is the 25th day of December, also known as Christmas Day. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you. We have taken this journey from the beginning of the year all the way to this day. And this day marks the turn of human history. This day marks the arrival of the Savior of the world. And there is nowhere that I'd rather be to celebrate this than here with you around the global campfire. Merry Christmas, everybody.
Merry Christmas, everybody. It is so wonderful to reach this point every year and this most holy day and this most beautiful day of celebration and the fact that no matter where we are in the world, we can celebrate it together here. And I trust that wherever you are, the peace of Christ descends upon you, filling your heart with joy and filling the world with joy. And I'm glad that even on this Christmas day, we can gather together and move forward together and take the next step forward together in the scriptures. And so let's dive in. We obviously are picking up where we left off, no matter what day it is or what holiday it is. And we have been moving our way this week through the book of Zechariah. And we will continue to move our way through the book of Zechariah today and tomorrow and all the way up until a couple of days before the end of the year. Today, Zechariah chapter 8. The word from the Lord of heavenly forces came to me. The Lord of heavenly forces proclaims, I care passionately about Zion. I burn with passion for her. The Lord proclaims, I have returned to Zion. I will settle in Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be called the city of truth. The mountain of the Lord of heavenly forces will be the holy mountain. The Lord of heavenly forces proclaims, Old men and old women will again dwell in the plazas of Jerusalem. Each of them will have a staff in their hand because of their great age. The city will be full of boys and girls playing in its plazas. The Lord of Heavenly Forces proclaims, Even though it may seem to be a miracle for the few remaining among this people in these days, should it seem to be a miracle for me? says the Lord of Heavenly Forces. The Lord of Heavenly Forces proclaims, I am about to deliver my people from the land of the East and the land of the West. I'll bring them back so they will dwell in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I will be their God in truth and in righteousness. The Lord of Heavenly Forces proclaims, be strong. You who are now hearing these words from the mouths of the prophets spoken on the day when the foundations for the house of the Lord of heavenly forces were laid. Before this time, there were no wages for people or animals. There was no relief from distress about going out or coming in because I set everyone against their own neighbor. But now, unlike those earlier days, I'll be with the few remaining among this people, says the Lord of heavenly forces. The seed is healthy. The vine will give its fruit. The land will give its produce. The heavens will give its dew. I will give the remnant of this people all these things. Just as you were a curse among the nations, house of Judah and house of Israel, so now I will deliver you. You will be a blessing. Don't fear. 
Be strong. The Lord of heavenly forces proclaims, Just as I planned evil against you when your ancestors angered me, says the Lord of heavenly forces, and did not relent, so now I have changed course and again planned to do good to Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Don't be afraid. These are the things you should do. Speak the truth to each other. Make truthful, just, and peaceable decisions within your gates. Don't plan evil for each other. Don't adore swearing falsely. For all of these things are things that I hate, says the Lord. The word of the Lord of heavenly forces came to me. The Lord of heavenly forces proclaims, The fasts of the fourth, fifth, seventh, and tenth months will become times of joy and gladness, pleasant feasts for the house of Judah, love, truth, and peace. The Lord of heavenly forces proclaims, Peoples will still come, the inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city will go to another, saying, Let's go and seek the favor of the Lord and look for the Lord of heavenly forces. I'm going too. Many peoples and mighty nations will come to seek the Lord of heavenly forces in Jerusalem and to seek the favor of the Lord. The Lord of heavenly forces proclaims, In those days, ten men from nations with entirely different languages will grab hold of a Judean's clothes and say, Let's go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Revelation 16 Then I heard a loud voice from the temple say to the seven angels, Go and pour out the seven bowls of God's anger on the earth. So the first angel poured his bowl on the earth, and a nasty and terrible sore appeared on the people who had the beast's mark and worshipped its image. The second angel poured his bowl into the sea, and the sea turned into blood, like the blood of a corpse. And every living thing in the sea died. The third angel poured his bowl into the rivers and springs of water, and they turned into blood. Then I heard the angel of the waters say, You are just, Holy One, who is and was, because you have given these judgments. They poured out the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. They deserve it. And I heard the altar say, Yes, Lord God Almighty, your judgments are true and just. The fourth angel poured his bowl on the sun, and it was allowed to burn people with fire. The people were burned by intense heat, and they cursed the name of the God who had power over these plagues. But they didn't change their hearts and lives and give him glory. The fifth angel poured his bowl over the beast's throne, and darkness covered its kingdom. People bit their tongues because of their pain and they cursed the God of heaven because of their pains and sores, but they didn't turn away from what they had done. 
Then the sixth angel poured his bowl on the great river Euphrates. Its water was dried up so that the way was ready for the kings from the east. And I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs, come from the dragon's mouth, the beast's mouth, and the mouth of the false prophet. These are demonic spirits that do signs. They go out to the kings of the whole world to gather them for battle on the great day of God the Almighty. Look, I'm coming like a thief. Favored are those who stay awake and clothed so that they don't go around naked and exposed to shame. The spirits gathered them at the place that is called in Hebrew, Armageddon. Then the seventh angel poured his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out from the temple, from the throne, saying, It is done. There were lightning strikes, voices and thunder, and a great earthquake occurred. The earthquake was greater than any that have occurred since there have been people on earth. The great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. God remembered Babylon the great so that he gave her the wine cup of his furious anger. Every island fled and the mountains disappeared. Huge hailstones weighing about 100 pounds came down from heaven on the people. They cursed God for the plague of hail because the plague was so terrible. Psalm 144 of David Bless the Lord my rock who taught my hands how to fight who taught my fingers how to do battle God is my loyal one my fortress my place of safety my rescuer my shield in whom I take refuge and the one who subdues people before me. What are human beings, Lord, that you know them at all? What are human beings that you even consider them? Humans are like a puff of air. Their days go by like a shadow. Lord, part your skies and come down. Touch the mountains so they smoke. Flash lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows and defeat them. Stretch out your hand from above. Rescue me and deliver me from deep water, from the power of strangers whose mouths speak lies and whose strong hand is a strong hand of deception. I will sing a new song to you, God. I will sing praises to you on a ten-stringed harp, to you, the one who gives saving help to rulers and who rescues his servant David from the evil sword. Rescue me and deliver me from the power of strangers whose mouths speak lies and whose strong hand is a strong hand of deception so that our sons can grow up fully in their youth like plants, so that our daughters can be like pillars carved to decorate a palace so that our barns can be full, providing all kinds of food, so that our flocks can be in the thousands, 
even tens of thousands in our fields so that our cattle can be loaded with calves so that there won't be any breach in the walls no exile no outcries in our streets the people who have it like this are truly happy the people whose God is the Lord are truly happy Proverbs 30, 29 through 31. There are three things that are excellent in their stride, four that are excellent as they walk a lion, a warrior among beasts, which doesn't back down at anything, the strut of a rooster or a male goat, and a king with his army. Okay, so obviously it's hard to ignore and hard to miss that today is Christmas Day and we are celebrating all over the world the arrival of the Savior. And this is a passage of scripture that I have read every Christmas Day. Well, this would be the 17th time in a row. 17th Christmas reading these passages and all of the while I've read these passages and thought man I wish we had the manger scene like I wish we had the uh, postcard Christmas reading but this is what comes up and so often I've thought this isn't all that encouraging for Christmas day but I really enjoyed what we read in Zechariah today just hearing from the Lord and I quote from Zechariah God speaking here, I care passionately about Zion. I burn with passion for her. The Lord proclaims, I have returned to Zion. I will settle in Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be called the city of truth. The mountain of the Lord of heavenly forces will be the holy mountain. Old men and old women will again dwell in the plazas of Jerusalem. The city will be full of boys and girls playing in its plazas. Even though it may seem to be a miracle for the few remaining among these people in these days, should it seem to be a miracle for me? Says the Lord of heavenly forces. I'm about to deliver my people from the land of the east and the west and I'll bring them back. So they will dwell in Jerusalem. They will be my people and I will be their God in truth and in righteousness just one more time where we get to see that God, no matter what happens, will not relent and surrender what he loves, his treasure, his people. And if Christmas Day doesn't tell us anything else, it has to tell us that. The lengths he's been willing to go to, not only to get our attention, but to capture our hearts because he loves us so much. And yet with all of that, I end up generally speaking pretty much every year at some point during Christmas day, listless. There's like nothing that makes it happen. It just kind of comes blowing in. It's, it's like all of the joy, all of the celebration, all of the gifts, all of the smiles, all of the laughter, 
all of the joy of the kids. Like a whole month of preparation for the day. And maybe that's part of it. All of this preparation and then it comes and it goes. And then you wake up and it's over and it came and went so fast. I think that's that's part of it. But then there's like the reading from, from Revelation today. Wrath and judgment and bowls being poured out on the earth with really awful things and it just doesn't feel like Christmas and it took many many years where I just really you know trying to reconcile the baby Jesus and then this this Jesus of judgment in the book of Revelation until one year it just really hit me this is the same Jesus and how does that work Jesus came to earth helpless but he didn't grow up and stay helpless he grew up and rescued the world in utter humility and then we read in Revelation about an all grown up Jesus who is the all powerful one who has come back to earth to eradicate evil, like to destroy the things that are destroying human beings, to eradicate from the world the things that are destroying and consuming his people. And so over the years, I've read through the book of Revelation many times and read through this passage on Christmas Day many times. And I've begun to realize this is what he was coming to do. Whether as a little baby or as the resurrected Christ, he's not mad at people. He's very mad about the things that destroy people and very mad about people being willing to participate in things that will not only destroy them, but everyone around them. And we hate death. I hate death. I have been touched by it. I hate it. On a day like today, I miss my mom and dad enough to start crying right now just talking about it. I hate that Death has separated us, but I love that they are hidden away with Christ in God. I love it that they are with Jesus on this Christmas day. And I love it that his coming, his arrival for us gives hope that no goodbye is forever. And what we see happening in Revelation is the destruction of the destroyer, the destruction of the whole system that has kept mankind in bondage, telling us that in the end he will rule and reign forever and ever and ever. I want that. I want to see that. I want to be there. I want to see the judgment on death. The death has no more sting. 
that grave has no more victory, that things that destroy us no longer exist and are no longer categories. And it seems to me as we read the scriptures, we can love the baby Jesus, but if we want the ultimate victory, we need the warrior risen Christ who will not put up with evil another minute. And so we find ourselves in the in-between. And I think that is what blows in upon me during Christmas week, during Christmas day. Some people call it the blues, the Christmas blues. That sort of tinge of, I guess, almost depression. The blues. I've learned that really at its core, that feeling, at least for me, is longing. No matter how we prepare, no matter how much we work, no matter how much joy that we can conjure on a Christmas day, we still know that it's not perfect. And no matter how close to perfection we can get, it comes and goes so quickly. And then we got to think about going back to regular life. And there's longing in that. We want to stay in this place of rejoicing and goodwill toward men and hope. But the work is not yet complete. The time is not full. And so we are here in the chaos of this world as witnesses or as lights in the darkness. And we endure along with God in his patience, in his love for everyone that all might know. And we're invited to collaborate in being a light or a city on a hill or the salt of the earth. We're not just here helplessly hoping to hide out and wait. We have a very visible role to play in drawing people to the Lord so I expect that this longing that some of us may feel is not unlike the longing of those who were waiting for the arrival of the Savior in the first place, wondering when things are going to change, wondering when there will be hope again, wondering when God will come with his mighty power and restore things. And then, almost as if in secret, he came and did just that. And we are longing for his return when everything will be put back together again. And so if you end up feeling like that, and I know like I'm, I'm talking to brothers and sisters around the global campfire around the world. And so for some of you, there is nobody else. You're spending Christmas Day by yourself and us being able to spend time together as a community. This is a bright spot in that day, but maybe you're lonely or maybe there are missing people at the table this year that were there last year. Or maybe there were relationships that you had last year that you don't have now and things look quite different. 
Or maybe there are new additions around the table this year that are joyful and full of celebration. We've got a couple of little baby granddaughters who are just walking and running around, and that is that is about a, that is about as close to pure joy as I can get to right now. But regardless of the scenario, if you find a point in your heart where you're like, I, my feelings do not match the festivities of what is going on. This is a very wonderful celebration, and I am feeling a little off from that feeling. Look inside your heart. We were made for things to be right, and we know they are not right, and we long for them to be put back together, and we hope in the Savior for that to happen. And although it is happening, it has not reached its completion. But the further that we walk with Jesus, the more we can see the contrast between his hope for humanity and what we've made of this place. We long for restoration. And I have realized that is part of Christmas. The celebration isn't just because he came. The celebration is that he came and changed everything and he is coming again. And so if you feel a little off at some point today, rest in that. This is the soul crying out to be made whole and the awareness that we cannot make anything perfect on our own. And so may we hope in this child born and laid in a feeding trough for livestock in lowly estates in a cave. He's not a little baby anymore. And if Revelation is indicating anything, it's indicating that he is not weak or timid. He is our Savior he is within us. He will never leave or forsake us. And one day, He will return and make all things new again. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. May the joy of the Lord be your strength. May the peace of Christ be with you always. Amen. Say